0: All right, I'm joined here with Scott. Scott, how do you say your last name? Sidorik. Sidoric. Yes, Scott. So for those of you who don't know, uh, my business partner and I, Chase, uh, bought the Valpak uh, direct mail franchise for Alaska just recently. Uh, what, about a month ago? November and uh scott is here from home base hq uh and uh helping us out just learning the ropes and getting us to know the the products and meeting with some clients and uh, i appreciate you being here scott and i thought it would be a great uh a great time to bring you in and chat uh you have some great stories it seemed like a character personality so i was like let's get you on the podcast let's do this so I uh, appreciate you coming on uh, short notice here. You're only in town for a few days. So how
1: are you like in Alaska? It's amazing. It is truly the last frontier. So it's just a uh, magnificent seeing the mountains, real mountains. So, yeah, uh, really cool. Lots of snow and uh, brings me back to my Canadian roots. I was born and raised in Canada and then uh, subplanted into Southern California. So I've kind of got
0: both ends of the spectrum for sure. For sure. Yeah, we're getting some cold weather right now too. This is abnormally cold. I mean, January is always colder, but it just feels like it shouldn't be this cold. It's like ungodly. Uh, So you're from Manitoba, correct? correct? Whereabouts?
1: I was born and raised in Russell, Manitoba, which is right on the Saskatchewan-Manitoba border. A little village, about 100 people, Um, right in the wheat and barley belt. So we're all farmers and uh, used to getting up early and uh, working hard and uh, playing
0: just as hard. (laughs) Yeah. Canadians are the best. I, I mean, I grew up playing hockey, so... I was around. I I played hockey in Quin. I don't know if I told you that in Quinnell, I played junior in Quinnell in uh, Northern British Columbia for two years, and uh, and a year in Langley as well. Um, And yeah, I I love Canadians. I love Canada. You know, aside from the some of the you know political stuff that goes on. I know, you know, there's some uh, some pushback on Trudeau on on how he's treated this COVID thing and being a little maybe too liberal i don't know uh, i don't like to talk about politics a lot on the on the pod here but uh yeah what's your what's your take on on the politics over there if you don't mind uh like this trudeau guy like yeah he is a, a piece of work well be um, careful you don't want your bank account I, I, seized. no doubt uh, so you're uh, in california so you're safe
1: but most of my family still live in canada um most of the people that i know um are amazed that he has done what he's done and continue and continues to stay in office it is absolutely uh really sad in, in a lot of ways what has come to the country and uh, now he's really after the free speech issues which has gone a huge impact on on the country and um yeah hopefully uh they can get some change going
0: in the right direction good deal. Yeah, now you're in California. You live in Cal- you live in California for how long?
1: I've been there 35 years. 35 now. years.
0: So you're basically a Californian. Correct, correct. Uh, by all standards. Uh but there it's a little bit crazy over there as well. I mean, depending on where you are obviously. Correct. So I found this little pocket of conservatism
1: in Temecula, California, which is kind of the napa of southern california we got about 55 wineries our family's involved in the wine business oh wow you guys well. got a wine business yeah, as my, well my uncle founded uh europa village it's a winery and resort um we have italian french and spanish wines and uh and Whoa. it's been really exciting so uh yeah we've kind of kept the california way kind of out of our little communities and uh it's been it's been good so uh so far so good what
0: brought you how did you how do you go from Manitoba to uh to, to California and obviously you said uh, your uh, your uncle yes yeah so, so he, he he just found a piece of property there and bought it or how would that work he has always been an Eagles hang with Eagles kind
1: of guy uh wanted to be a millionaire by the time he was 30 years old did it at 26 <laughs> Wow. Um, you know he's uh, golfed the top 150 golf courses in the world oh my gosh. uh God climbed mountains, uh, uh, skied the Swiss Alps. He's just one of those, uh, alphas that, uh, really surrounds himself with overachievers, people that really do great. And he's been a great mentor to our family. Um, just helping with us have a better understanding, doing goal boards, really envisioning things and, and how Manifesting. Our, yeah, yeah. our mind is a very powerful tool and it's amazing what we can meditate on and, and the things that can happen in our lives. So, um, I was actually I, Playing hockey in the WHL. Uh, blew Are you my playing knee the up. dub? Yeah, I played in the Dubs. <laughs> I, I left at 14 to go play in the Manitoba Junior Hockey wow, League. Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, Dolphin Kings yeah. Li- living in somebody's basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Billet, yep, for Billet sure. family, yeah. Billet family. So uh left and uh, blew my knee out when I was 18. Um, so I really kind of been, didn't have a career path. I was going to be a hockey player. Yeah, your whole life. Or, exactly. <laughs> yeah. you know, something was going to do that with goes. hockey. So um Blew my knee out. Uh, My sister had actually married an American baseball player that would travel in the summer times to play in our uh, senior baseball league. So I, instead of pouting in Canada all winter with my bad knee, I decided to come to California, hang out with her for a little while. And uh, within a couple of weeks, I seen this girl at Gold's Gym uh, within a month, I told her I was going to marry her, and we'll be celebrating our 34th <laughs> wedding anniversary coming oh up gosh. here in September. So. What a
0: great story, man! I love that. So she's a California girl, through correct, and through. yeah. She was actually born and raised
1: in Moab, Utah, yeah. um, and and in great the, place, yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful. there. So yeah. uh, she's kind of a country girl. So uh, we've been uh, blessed and and very fortunate to. Two adult children, successful, and uh, we're we're kind of waiting for the grandkids part of life now. Yeah,
0: you got a uh, couple kids.
1: Correct. Yeah, I got a daughter um, and a son, uh, both in their 30s, and uh, yeah, what do they do now? Uh, my daughter's a realtor. Uh, she's a very successful realtor in Southern California, and my son uh, has a sprinkler uh, repair business. Um, so he works, uh, doing just maintenance repairs and stuff like that. Yeah, I bet uh, that's lucrative. I mean, ma-
0: anything with pools or like ma- maintenance on stuff, it's like, you can, like unlimited amount of work available, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. The
1: winter slowed down a little bit because sure. people don't use their sprinklers as sure. much. So he tends to, uh, um be kind of a semi-pro poker player. He plays oh, a lot really? of Texas Hold'em and, oh, cool. uh, and loves to play. He's, he's uh, much more ballsier than me. Yeah, he I was going to say, cash. I'm super
0: risk-averse. I mean, when it comes to that stuff, I don't like just losing cash. I like some calculation. And, you know, so I like to be uh, in control of I'm sort of my, my fate and not just have the cards play. for sure. <laughs> like I'm a
1: tournament guy. So I'm okay. like, once I know how much I'm in and if I lose in 10 minutes or 10 hours, yeah. it's I'm I'm only out that much. I'm yeah. not, a, he's more risky. He's going to lay it down. Another throw hundred, it all another about 10,000. 10, Gosh, <laughs> it's a crazy
0: life. So we can't just uh, skip over the winery part. I think that's super interesting. I, I didn't know that about you. Um, and yeah, just talk a little bit about like what you guys have going there. Are you part owner in it?
1: Yeah, so uh, the family's all uh, part. We got different uh, levels of memberships and uh, that Uncle Dan was able to to kind of uh, help, help the family out. Um, but basically, he just started writing things down on a napkin in the 90s. And he's one of those guys, again, write things down and make them happen. Um, basically he has built a 85 acre, uh, resort. Um, we just, uh, finished, uh, opening the Italian winery. Um, so there's three huge facilities. Plus we're going to be making a housing community that's going to have French village, uh, Spanish village and an Italian village. So you basically can go to an Italian winery, have a glass of wine, hop on a little horse drawn carriage, and then go through a community that'll be designed with custom houses that'll be. Uh, French, Italian, it'll feel like you're correct, like you're going in, hence the Europa village uh so three
0: what a great concept uh, it's way more than just a winery then it's a resort like you said
1: full-blown resort we got bed and breakfast we've got uh you know wedding facilities we're just in the process now of building an amphitheater uh for live concerts oh wow that would be super cool he is uh wow he's just got this does he live there does he live on the property no he actually lives just in wine country as well um so uh he's very close to there but he's got his huge custom house out in the wine country
0: wow so it's a place right now. Currently, you can go there and mm-hmm. wine tour, and you can get married there. Yep. Um, my daughter's potentially getting married here soon, so um, we're looking for venues. So uh, what are we talking cost here? Absolutely. Um, it's <laughs> In the tens of
1: thousands, ten, I'm guessing. <laughs> tens of thousands, and uh, luckily, I only had one daughter. We actually, she got married in Santa Barbara at a winery oh, called did you? Sunstone Winery. Um, which was uh, an amazing facility as well. But um, yeah, there's, there's a number of different options. So depending on the size of the wedding, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, five-star accommodations for sure. Cool.
0: Well, maybe we'll come back to that. Maybe cut me a deal. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll get you <laughs> yeah. with the right people. <laughs> no, I want to, yeah. I love that you brought up, um, you know, the manifesting, the, the visualization, the, 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 how your mind can really create your future. And you know, I've kind of uh, been dabbling the last probably three years uh, with um, writing a lot of stuff down, you know, uh, doing a lot of visualization. And I got to say, it's, you know, and I just got done with one of our best business year years ever. So, um, you know, I think there is something there for sure. I I guess, uh, you know, how do you think about, um these kind of things and how do you implement them in your daily life? Uh, as far as like getting, getting into a habit of sort of like, um, you know, giving yourself those tools and the time to, it takes to really, um, get that going, like the manifestation. How, how, can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Uh, so I have some very specific things that I do. Um, I'm sure you've heard the, uh, the admiral that did the commencement speech for the University of Texas, the 10 ways to change the world. I haven't heard and that. And if you haven't, it's a great thing to YouTube, just 10, 10, I, 10 ways. Is it pretty old? Is it, yeah, like it from it, al-
0: 2011 or I something? I think it's about 2012 or yeah, 13 I, in that range. And he was all fully geared uh, up. I think yeah. I have seen this. i, so, I remember revisiting revisit it, though, mm-hmm. now that you bring it up.
1: One of the first things that, that he suggests is that you wake up you drink some
0: water so you can get rehydrated. You make your bed. And you make your yes, bed. Yes, because you, well, you got something done today. Correct. Yes, and I then, did hear this. Yeah, then and it, I started making my bed after mm-hmm. I saw that. I'm like, that's true. I can just make my
1: bed and that's a win. For sure. And it gets your mind on creating tasks and then getting the, the satisfaction of completing the first task of the day. So it actually starts to get your mind moving and that Task direction oriented. correct. Yes. It's, and uh if at all possible, I try and get things done very quickly. So I kind of got that two to three second rule. If it's yeah. something I can move forward, uh connect, be yeah. that conduit, I try and get that done. Um and then with our goal boards, we are um we have a variety of things we've got some spiritual goals we've got financial goals we've got um health uh, health physical health physical, goal. physical goals mm-hmm. um so each we used to do them once a year but because this world has changed so significantly and yeah. it's moving so fast especially since COVID, we now started to do them every six months oh cool so we basically sit down with a bunch of magazines and uh, if we want to go on certain types of vacations or i want certain types of golf clubs or yeah uh we we take the time and kind of write them down take pictures. I have a bunch of these things hanging off my shaving mirror and, uh, you know, certain types of things like very specific. If I want a red car with certain types of rims and that type of interior, I'm very, you're very specific, very about specific about it. so yes. that my mind can see that red car. And, and it's amazing like how quickly these things come to fruition just with some really positive thinking. So, yeah. um, I learned pretty early on that, I, I'd rather be a, a half full than a half empty guy. Yeah. And then I also learned that I have two legs and if I'm surrounded by negativity, I spin and I go, I bolt. I just don't have that. Yeah. I I don't have the bandwidth to to take all that on.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that because some people will drown in that. They will sit in it and they'll complain about it and they'll just, they won't just get out of it. And uh, that's a tough place to be. And I feel for people in those situations, because I'm kind of like you, I, I think I decided a long time ago, unconsciously, that I was going to be happy, positive. Uh, and I had a mom who was sort of the opposite. And so I was kind of seeing what she was doing and how, you know, I love my mom, and but she she would, uh, you know, talk a lot of uh, gossip about people. And I remember sitting on the counter, listening to her, like, why would she say that about that person? You know, why would you And it kind of got me thinking like, I don't want to be like that. I mm-hmm. want to be, I want to be a kind person. I want to be a generous person. And, um, you know, that's part of what drives me in this business as a, as a marketer. Uh, I want to be a change maker and a change maker in a really positive way. And I really believe that I can help businesses have positive changes, hire more great employees that pay higher uh, wages and, and have better benefits and get people products that really serve them. And I think, um, you know, in this day and age, I think a lot of people are just trying to make money or just trying to sell something. Um, but it's really important that you have some purpose behind that. And I think um, that actually gives you some really good good feels inside and and you know whether karma is real or not which i believe it is it's like that's that's what karma is it's like you put out a lot of you do things for the right reasons you put out a lot of good vibes positive vibes and um it comes back to you eventually hopefully so um yeah i've been doing a lot of um meditation or trying to it's it's really hard Mm -hmm. have you you you, you do, do you do a certain type of meditation? Like- I,
1: I try, but I have to block off the time in my yeah, calendar. Same. And I got to just do, here's 15 minutes, no matter what yep. noise is going on around in my world. Yeah. I try and shut it down and just get, get with it. And I, I, I always share with my kids is uh, I'm a big believer in passing down. So I don't want them to be me. I just want them to be a better version, version of, me. of you. Yeah. So, and the, and then their obligation is to pass down a better version of their children. That's, so that's our job, right? It, it is. It's our really only job yeah. on this earth. And, in, and improve our, to improve every it, lineage, right? Exactly. They say that technically, or uh, the philosophy is that you should pass your inheritance to your kids, kids. So it creates a work ethic and keeps that work ethic within your family core. So
0: every other oh, generation, I like that instead of your kids, correct? So you pass. So I'm 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 probably on that route. Since I had kids so young, mm-hmm. and I'm not really hitting my peak in, as far as career until probably in the next five ten years here. And, um, I think probably at least one of my daughters will have kids and yeah, it'll be a great time to start their college funds and, Mm -hmm, you know, buying their cars, (laughs) things I never did for my own kids. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting concept. I really like that. I'm going to keep that. Yeah. It's a, it's a really
1: great way. And, um, I married in, I married a preacher's kid. Oh, Uh, so my father-in-law is a pastor of our, uh, it's just a non-denominational Christian church. Um, so kind of had that really good foundation, that passing down, um, throughout the course of my life, I've been really blessed on just having great mentors
0: and people that I can, you know, those values and morals, a system of, you know, that's what I love about religion is like, they really just say like, Hey, treat people great. Like Mm -hmm. be, think of other people uh, before yourself, right? Don't be selfish, like serve other people. And that's, that's a great message. Not super religious personally, but I, I understand that, you know, that is a big part of, uh, of organized religion, um, at least Christianity. So um, yeah. What else should we talk about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's just so much stuff out there. Uh, you know, the world is so significantly changed now and, and, uh, business is super exciting. Like there's so much opportunity. And I just think back of, uh, you know, some of the first sales that I ever had that I haven't done business with them for 30 years,
0: but yet I pull their door whenever I'm within a block or two of their dry cleaner. And I'm, you know, I love this term door door pulling because it's. I hadn't heard it since uh, since I came on with Valpak mm-hmm. and and uh, and started working with you and you 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 refer to it as door pulling and I I love it. It makes so much sense. It's so uh, obvious what it is, right? But like for sure, you know, cold calls like that doesn't sound very good. But door pulling sounds exciting. I'm pulling doors. That's opportunity. It certainly is. <laughs> yeah,
1: our job is to get the phone to ring or the door to swing. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> I
0: love it. Yeah, you have a huge background in sales too, right? So that's uh, something that you've been sharing with me and I've been listening very carefully. I haven't had any like formal sales training. I've had a couple sales coaches in my lifetime and um, my past uh, career at uh, Skinny Raven Sports, which is a a really great, uh, especially running footwear store here in town uh, where I sold shoes from the age of 22 to 34. And I worked my way up from the back room guy to um, selling shoes on the sales floor, which I loved, uh, and then up to like being a buyer, and then the marketing uh, marketing director and uh, events guy. But that was probably the best experience when it comes to learning the psychology of people and learning just how to sell. I think people underestimate the uh, the interactions and what you can learn from other people. And, um, I had so many great, great interactions with people that were, you know, running a marathon or training for their first marathon or, uh, just trying to do a, um, a 5k for the first time and helping those people was so satisfying And, and it went way beyond shoes and the product. It was really about them feeling like they could do this and they can see themselves crossing the finish line um and having these goals that they could they could uh, accomplish it it was it was huge and and i know like guys like mark cuban you know and, and several other very successful people started by door to door like they were selling things door to door so um i think if anybody out there is trying to figure out how they're going to be successful in business just go get a sales job and start talking to people asking them questions Uh, and so, so leading into that, like, what are some of the sales tactics you use? Cause it is really hard to talk to people when you haven't ever met them before, you know, very little about them. Uh, and this is a skill that salespeople have is like being able to just kind of like really quickly become their friend, right. Or develop some sort of rapport. Uh, how do you do that? And sort of some of the tips you can give people out there that, that allows them to sort of make selling less painful, I guess. Cause a lot of people think of it. I tell people that, like, oh, you, oh, I can't sell. I don't, I don't, ah, that's, oh, mm-hmm. I just feel, uh they think it's like some kind of gross thing. People don't realize that there's, there's a, a set of people out there who want and need this product and it's going to help them. And if you're not selling a product that has any real use and you probably should move on, but People want need this product, and they appreciate the 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 persistence and the information and the help in in getting that. So uh, maybe maybe just a little tips and tricks, whatever you can uh, add to that, uh, Scott. I, uh, I think our audience would appreciate that.
1: Well, I know before back in the day, it was kind of a spray and pray methodology. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just had to go out there, and you kind of had to try a lot of different things there wasn't the internet there wasn't cell phones that gave you the ability to be much more yeah no um, emails yeah, no no like, phones I re- really i remember the first pager that i got and it actually would give you a little bit of the weather and the sports updates and
0: things was and that I thought, the sky Pager? yeah and it folded open oh like yeah little, i had
1: one of those i'm, I'm like yeah, yeah, i'm the coolest guy i tried to, to right? tell people
0: about that nobody knows what i'm talking about and they didn't even have i bought one they didn't have the network up here to support it so <laughs> i ended up not even being able to use it (laughs) So
1: it is. It's much easier now because you have the ability to kind of hone your skills. I'm a. I I love Mike Rowe. I think he's one of the most amazing Americans in this country. And his philosophy is just because you're passionate doesn't necessarily mean you're good at it. So bring your you get really good at this, and then bring your passion with you. Yeah. And ultimately, sales. Um, what made it. Uh, real to me was the relationships. When I really started to understand that we could all change our lives for the better, that's really where it became something that my passion took over, but I had the skill set because it was my craft. It was something just like when you, you know, you have to practice to get good at anything, totally. right? Um, so being able just to go in there and, and understand what makes people kick. Yeah. That's kind of the, the motivation for me and very rarely am I talking about the product that I'm selling it's more about life yep it's just having a relationship and coming across as as um concerned and and considerate and, and, and genuine genuine is so critically important it's uh it really makes all the difference, and there's like there's people I've never sold anything to that I still have a relationship with yep. that know that you know when I'm in the area I'm gonna uh, you know stop by or or vice versa texting people birthday messages anniversaries yep. and they haven't put a dime in my pocket or my bank account for decades yeah. right but that's the value once you kind of understand that it's more relationship based the money is kind of the Benefit at the end—that's kind of the the icing on the cake, so to yes. speak. Right? I think
0: people get tunnel vision too when they start to salespeople who are inexperienced or getting into this game. They get tunnel vision with like, oh, I got to sell this product. I have to sell this thing, and they put a lot of pressure on the the sales part. But the the pressure should be on what's the next micro step we can take together. Like, um, you know, as you guys say, like, just try to get that meeting as Valpac says. And and this has always been my goal since I started my business at Orange Slice here. It's like, I don't want to sell you on what, uh, what I do or what we're doing. I just want to get a meeting with you so I can learn more about your business. I want you to talk the most. That's one thing I, I, I make sure that I'm trying not to talk. I talk a lot. Sometimes I can get on tangents. So I try to make sure that the customer or the potential customer is talking more than me initially at least so I can listen really well and then I can go back and say well I heard you say such and such um, here's some of the things that we've done in the past and found success to resolve that issue uh, and that's I think a really important thing is to be able to just listen and uh, and let them know you're listening and then let them know what solutions that could potentially be connected to their problems so that's a really, uh, important part of sales. I think when it comes to, uh, just going out there and talking to people it's like try not to talk too much mm-hmm. right yeah my mom used to say you have two ears and one mouth so we should be listening
1: twice as much as we <laughs> talk so and my dad used to say if it makes dollar or if it makes sense it makes it'll make it dollars right so these little things have kind of been yeah. ingrained in me as a young child and kind of hearing those types of things and one of the proudest things that i have is both of my kids have just through listening to me in the car and talking <laughs> on cell phone, they are amazing communicators, communicators. and sellers. Oh and my gosh, and uh, yeah. it is just a, a really neat thing to see. And again, passing down, just be, take the good parts, take the good parts yeah. and, and you can change and be malleable. And it's just exciting to help people in general. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, uh, you know, the relationships, uh, my wife ended up being the bridesmaid at one of my, customers weddings right just developed a relationship and it's like how did that happen when i was just trying to you know sell you some advertising and then all of a sudden we have these long lifelong relationships yep and that's really
0: where the well i'll tell you what my uh time at skinny raven as i said before between 2003 and 2015 uh i met a lot of people and i helped a lot of people multiple times their families i was fitting their kids from age you know three to 16, you know? So um, I also attribute that to helping me build my network that helped me launch into my next career after that, which was being the marketing director for a local uh, coffee roaster, Kaladi Brothers. And then after that, starting my own business. And a lot of those relationships I had from those previous careers, I reached out to those people when I started this business to say, hey, can I get some advice? Um, I'm starting this new business. And guess what? a lot of those people turned into my clients for sure. Hey, Hey, um, you know, uh, Trent Taylor from Taylor restoration. Great guy. Um, has a, has a restoration business for floods, fires, and, uh, mold, uh, remediation works with insurance a lot. And, um, yeah, he was one of those guys. I just texted him, Hey man, I'm starting this business. I'd really love your advice. He's in, he's been doing it for a long time. And I really, truly did want his advice. And I started talking to him about what I, what I was doing after, you know, I, I asked him a bunch of questions and he was like, Hey, I, I think we're ready to switch marketing companies. We're paying these guys this much. I don't think they're doing much. Let's uh, let's talk about it. So um, I think that's a really uh, great tip for anybody out there that's trying to sell things, leverage your network first and uh, leverage them not for sales, but for information uh, and get as close as you can to people that are in the industry you want to be in. Um, there's something called the proximity principle mm-hmm. where you can, um, you know, if you want to work in the movie, the film industry, go hold a fucking microphone, go find a job, the lowest level, go, go find the job where you're just making coffee for the actors. And that's going to be where you're going to find the mm-hmm. opportunities within. And I think people just don't know where to start period. And I think using the proximity principle, and I think there's a guy who wrote a book that was called proximity principle mm-hmm. Ken something, uh, as part of the, um, who's the guy, Dave Ramsey. Do you, do you listen to the Dave Ramsey guy? No, I'm not. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like a financial guru helping, um, helping like individuals and uh, families understand credit and things like that. But he's very, um, religion. He's Christian based, Mm -hmm. but, uh, Dave Ramsey's, yeah, he's, he has a whole network of people. And this, this guy had this whole proximity principle. He helps people find their, their career through their passion and their and they're um, what they're good at. So you're combining like what you're good at, like you were saying, like, yeah, you're passionate about whatever hockey, but can you really have a career as a hockey player? Mm -hmm. You know, not many people can, but you got to combine it with, with what you're good at, right? Like, oh, I'm good at talking to people. And I love to, you know, develop relationships, you know, so that's a great combination. But yeah, for anybody out there looking to get into an industry, marketing, whether it's, uh, you know, you know, whatever it is, Just get close, as close as you can, find the lowest level job in that area, and then you'll start to see the opportunities and understand better what that industry looks like. So, yeah, I think um, it's time to probably talk a little bit about Valpac. And and just, I think Valpac, for those who don't know, it's a direct mail marketing platform. Um, Like uh, all the other platforms we know, we know of, of Google as a platform to get a message out. We know of Facebook and Meta is a platform to get messages out. There's, there's a handful of platforms, um, you know, that people use on a regular basis. And to me, you know, as, as a, as owning a marketing agency here in Alaska and seeing how much noise there is on the digital side, it's, it's a little bit, uh, discouraging, I think, f- uh, to, to talk to you, to, to sit down with a client and be like, Hey, we can do this for you. We're going to run digital ads. It's like, how many freaking digital ads can we run? You know, how many, mm. how long is it going to take before people just tune it out? And I think a lot of people already have. So I think it leads into basically like, what is, what are you seeing on the, the direct mail side and the benefits of uh, direct mail? So in general, um, COVID took out a lot
1: of bad businesses. So if they weren't uh, operating well, then they're gone. So it's not our job to fix bad businesses. We're really going after the best quality brands and the mailbox has become significantly more valuable than it was before. So, you know, you probably haven't heard the word junk mail for several years now, and you don't need two hands and your foot to pull it out of the mailbox (laughs) because it's wound in there so tight. So, All those smaller companies, nifty nickels and penny pinchers and the home mags and the realtor mags are all gone. So the mailbox is much more desirable and that be kind of came a meeting place for people with COVID um, they, you know, the neighbors kind of had to stand six feet apart and kind of everybody's out
0: my mailbox personally in one of the few neighborhoods in Anchorage, it's, it's like by my door. So I don't have the street mailbox. Like the a mail guy actually has to walk up to my door and put it in the mailbox next to my door. There's only a couple neighborhoods who have that, but I, I guess like if you were, yeah, I'd be standing out there, maybe checking their mail in the morning. We don't, we're we not doing shit today. Exactly. <laughs> Everything shut down. For sure. And and
1: now there's so much less mail in that box. So, you know, the average is about three pieces of mail per day. Yeah. 86% of Americans are checking at their the first opportunity. And then it's a more positive experience because all of your bills are in your email box, not yeah. in your They're mail on box. they yeah. so, You
0: know, set it and forget it,
1: you know? So it, it has it really gave, A tremendous opportunity for companies like ours. So, uh, pre COVID, we were at 37 million homes monthly. We're at 41 million homes monthly. So, we've grown 4 million circulation per month just because we've had a captive audience. People were in their house, they were tired of their garage door, or they were tired of the carpet or the paint. So, we really had kind of a captive audience. So, our product has really been well received. And then we're not a hypocritical marketing company. We really believe in using. Fortune 500 partners on the outside of the envelope. we got a great promotion with Wendy's coming out with a bunch of great offers on the outside of the envelope. Yep. That should be coming out this week. This week out in the in mailboxes, <laughs> uh, randomly putting in $100 checks into the
0: envelope to encourage more people to get inside there. So, and like you said, really good businesses, number one, is like the big push. It's like, we're not looking for the shit bottom feeder mm-hmm. or bottom of the barrel businesses. These are really good businesses that are featured not just on the outside but on the inside locally you can find really great restaurants, uh, really great deals on restaurants the locally you can find the handyman services that are very reputable uh, the tree services, the landscaping, the lawn, whatever it is uh, it is in the Val pack. It's funny because A- Anchorage only has 90,000. I think homes we sent to, which is a lot, mm-hmm. you know, considering you know, I don't know, we're seven hundred thousand people, most of which live in Anchorage and Wasilla, um, but yeah, forty-one million—that's crazy. Like homes, it goes into for sure, and and
1: uh, again, not everybody can get into Valpak. Um, we want to make sure that we're connecting the community, the local community. We're targeting the people that kind of the birds of a feather flock together. So Valpac's been in business 53 years, going on our 53rd year. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And
0: we are very data analytic driven. I Um, tell people that. I say this is a data company first, and then it's a direct mail company because you guys have some of the most uh, in-depth data that I've ever seen. And it's at your fingertips basically. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's not, um, that's not something that I, as a, as a business owner would normally have, um, access to. So, um, that is really important. And that allows business owners to target specific audiences based on either location or what they're selling. Like you, you talked a little bit about dentists yesterday, like, Hey, where are the people with bad teeth at Mm -hmm. let's target that neighborhood. Yep. And then those birds of a feather flock together. So our philosophy
1: is to connect you with a good quality experience. And then those people going out and telling their other rich friends about your great dentist practice or your great pizza or dry cleaner or roofing company. So really some strategic um, philosophies into how we make these things happen. Uh, What we found is uh, people like to touch print. So, you know... It's tactile. It's tactile. They read the expiration dates. They hold onto it. They flip it over. They stick it on their fridge. They put it in their garage And this is why I
0: tell people because people will be like, oh, I just throw that away. Well, I'm like... But they tell me, like, I open it up and I Mm -hmm. look through it. And so when it comes to impressions, uh, and that's a big thing in digital marketing, right? It's like, oh, how many impressions do you get? Somebody actually held your brand, looked at it, read your offers, and maybe it was for... Um, concrete coating or uh, a tree service or something else that you didn't need at the moment. But guess what? You hit them on the valpack pack a couple times. They see it a couple times. Then three months later, they're like, oh shit, I need uh, this specific service. Oh yeah, let's get those guys over here. For sure. Yeah, so it's not even about necessarily the offer always. It's just about um, people seeing your brand and becoming aware of what you do. And then when it's time, then they give you the shout.
1: Yep, I use the term that print drives an action and a redemption. The digital reinforces branding and messaging and they both work better together. And just kind of using some metrics of overall, is business better after you start doing ValPack 90 days from now and six months from now. And if it is, that's what our goal is, to not drive somebody that's motivated by coupons, but somebody that's motivated by great service and they tip better and they, uh, your staff will stay longer. So it's really being able to find those good
0: quality houses using data and analytics to be better connoisseurs of your budget. That's an important point because I think we need to bring that up because we're not just uh, targeting uh, 99503 or a specific zip code. These are vetted 10,000 home areas that are um, actually vetted by uh, home income and home value, among other things. So These aren't just, you know, apartment buildings or trailer parks, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's important to know that these people are getting sent this because they can, uh, they have that disposable income, they can afford it. And, um, I think that's, uh, that's something that people don't understand. They just think it's like, um, just blanketed, uh, mailings. Um, what are some of the other products that we can talk about, uh, for Valpac besides, I think everybody's pretty aware of the blue envelope, I think. Um, although when I talk about it, sometimes people are like, what is it? And I'm like, you know, the blue envelope, they're like, I think I know what you're talking about, but that is the most, that is the number one product. Uh, it is the, you know, the least expensive or, um, you know, the least amount of money you could pay to get into people's mailboxes. It's, you know, depending on where you are in the country, buying val packs, be like four to six cents a house. Yep. So, so 2019,
1: we started to launch our standalone postcard product. Um, that has been our, by far the number one launch of any product that we have done. So we really have gotten into the postcard game as far as the same Valpac footprint, utilizing the higher demographic, high o- owner occupancy, uh, single family dwellings that match the blue envelope. So now you can have a standalone piece that there's no Valpack branding on it anywhere. Um, we also got into the life event type of Yeah, this is product, really cool. So uh, you can have different uh, uh, male, females having birthdays, males having birthdays, yep. people that are just moving or So you can send
0: uh postcards specific to someone's birthday month and it could say like, happy birthday, um, enjoy uh, 20% off uh, a limo ride or 20% off a piece of furniture or whatever it is or just happy birthday and make it an impression on them. For sure. And and be able
1: to kind of have a new fresh list every month. We're able to extrapolate that data. So we know how by zip code, how many people are moving into the area, how many people are having one year anniversaries, how many people are are, uh, aging into Medicare. Um, So we have some really good life event opportunities. Again, it's just- And there's
0: one too that's uh, related to um, home insurance. So you can target people who's- Home, home insurance is expiring the the following month, right? Yep, yep. We yeah. can
1: and we can touch them before they have to re sign, uh, the policy. So again, yeah. very strategic in everything that we're doing, um, it is a single impression touch. So we do surround it with other products, either the plus one postcard and or the blue envelope. Mm-hmm. So that again, you're dominating that mailbox. So when people are willing and able that brain recall, they may not know that you're Bob's pizza, but they know that the pizza guy's in there and they'll go and find
0: you. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's great. I think that, you know, people probably don't know about those products. And I think it's, um, it's a really great way to, to keep top of mind for a lot of businesses who maybe aren't, um, you know, aren't just like always like a pizza, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, we're going to get pizza every Friday, you know, but for dental work and things like that, people need to be aware of some of the, some of the other businesses out there. Um, yeah. What, uh, what's your, what's your plan here, uh, in the future? What, what do you, what do you got going? I, I think, uh, you know, you, you, you've had a long career, Correct. <laughs> you talk about uh, the the years at uh, of Alpac being like dog years. What does that mean? Well, uh, it's gone fast.
1: Yes, it's gone very fast. And and once you get in the game, it's kind of you're a glutton for punishment. So we kind yeah. of all recycle. I'm a goaltender, so yeah. tell was, me about it. Oh no I love doubt, getting no. hit with pucks. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, it's it's exciting because we're moving pretty quickly, um, as a society, uh, things are changing obviously very quickly. Um, there's still that going to be that need for, for people like us to really help small and medium businesses navigate through. Um, there's going to be a tremendous desire by these, uh, these companies to find out what, what's kind of next. And I think more of a more looking to, to us to provide that conduit to, to give them some hope, right? Some confident expectation yeah. that at the end of the year, we're going to be doing better than we did the year before. For sure. Um, so I think direct males are going to continue to, to really flourish. It's
0: funny. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of, um, there's a there's a a faction of people obviously who are like environmentalists and they think like oh print is dead like you know this is evil it's killing trees which you know obviously paper comes from tree there's also a lot of alternatives and a lot of ways you can be really uh, environmentally friendly with Mm -hmm. printing Uh, but i talk about environmental companies i just got a postcard from patagonia in the mail uh this week talking about their sale so um, you know, the companies uh, that are in the know uh, and understand that um, direct mail is uh, how powerful it really is and how you can get uh, above that digital sort of like fake kind of like, you know, synthetic uh, messaging uh, and give people something to hold in their hand and put on their fridge. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and mind you, you know, all these things uh, for Valpack we can put you know, a QR code that tracks. So for results, we can actually track it. We can track uh, phone calls. We can get a specific phone number that's local on there that helps us track phone calls. So um, there is tracking. Also, we didn't bring up the informed mail. I think uh, Mm -hmm. every time I bring up informed mail, I'm surprised about how many people haven't heard of it. And I know it's not available in everybody's area, but if you aren't signed up for informed mail, go to USPS and, uh, and get yourself signed up, just click on the informed mail sign up uh, tab, because that's where you can kind of see what's coming in your mail. Mm-hmm. It's the only piece of uh, e- email I get that I open 100% of the time. Personally, I think it probably has an open rate of in the high 80%. So yes, yeah,
1: it is in the 70%. Yeah, uh, uh, for specifically ours, and, and about four to 5000 of the 10,000 that we're mailing to are already signed up for informed delivery. So again, it's a great way with that multi impression, you hit them in their email in the morning and their mailbox in the afternoon. Um, so just being able to be as many places as possible. So when you're, when there's a need, they know that you're open, ready for business and, and, uh, willing to serve them
0: when they, when there's a desire. Yeah. So Valpac does exist on the digital side. It's just more strategic is what I would say. It's, it's more strategic in terms of where it shows up. And there's a lot less noise where it shows up in that email where people are looking at like, Oh, there's my Valpac. Yeah. I'm getting excited about that. Um, yeah, that's uh that's fantastic. I um I'm Yeah, what else do we got? Well, gonna... we're
1: super excited to have you guys as as partners and and well, uh um, Alpac Alaska's here, it man. Is here yeah. and it's been here for many decades. So well, it's one of the longest standing franchises in the 1986 Mary brought yeah. it up here. Uh-huh.
0: Um shout out to Mary uh Be- Bellinger. Mhm who uh, brought the Valpac franchise to Alaska almost 40 years ago Yeah, and uh, ran a great business uh, for, for that time and uh, sold it to us uh, to keep... Uh, and she sold it to us. She told us, she was like, I've just been looking for the right people to sell it to and you guys are it. I think you guys can really make this go. And uh, she was actually, you know, um, she was selling in just to mostly the accounts, the, the clients that were just buying from her every single mailing. And I think, um, it's important for people to know that like in the coming Packs, the mailings, you guys are going to see a bunch of really new businesses, really cool, uh, high end businesses, businesses that have been, uh, in Alaska for a long time doing cool things. And, uh, Make sure you guys keep your eyes on your mailbox. Absolutely, <laughs> random checks for a hundred bucks. Random so. <laughs> checks in there for a hundred bucks. Yeah, there is so much to talk about uh, with with this stuff. We can go on forever. I know, but uh, we're kind of running up on time here, Scott. And I know you're uh, you're only in town here for a few more days, so. We're going to get you out to Girdwood, I think. Um, uh, We're going to watch some hockey tonight. Um, Maybe pull some doors today. (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely. We're going to have fun. It's uh, it's always fun talking to you, Scott. And I I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to just come on the podcast. I just asked you sort of like last night, I think at 8 o'clock after I got out of the steam shower because it was so cold. uh, I had to take a steam when I got home. But I was like thinking in the shower. I'm like, I should have Scott would be great on the podcast. Let's have him on. And, uh, these things have been getting easier. It was pretty painful. Like the first, uh, four or five I did, I'm, uh, had all my stuff in front of me, like did a bunch of research. And I think that doesn't work as well. I think Mm-mm. it needs to be more organic and authentic. And, and you've definitely brought that. Uh, and I really appreciate, uh, the time, like I said, you, you coming on and, and just coming up to Alaska. I mean, you, you travel 42 weeks a year, like you said, you're on the road. Uh, you're, you're a road warrior, man. Road warrior. Yeah. You get pretty good at it. So. Yeah. You seem like you're just like, boom, you get in, you get your bearings, you, you know, you get your room. You got your, You. where'd you eat last night? Did you go to a uh, I went
1: to Bernie's uh, Bungalow. Oh, That's how my was it? New, it was amazing. So I've eaten there twice now. And What and, are they, just sushi? Uh, no, I had uh, the uh, chicken curry that okay. was insane so good i never um, eat there
0: i need to i need to go oh, there more they had
1: short rib tacos what? um they had uh goza that was amazing okay it,
0: like i'm literally probably gonna eat there every day now. No, you <laughs> got, there's more places to uh, eat we ate at originale yesterday which is a great uh, uh-huh. uh authentic italian place. i think it's probably one of the few like italian sandwich shops in anchorage i would say probably the only one um but yeah, we tried to eat at Club Paris yesterday. <laughs> Apparently, you needed uh, reservations <laughs> for lunch. We're not in L.A. here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> it's not that fancy. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll wrap this up. Any last uh, words you want to share with people? Or, well, I would just
1: highly recommend see what's out there. Um, there's so much opportunity, and and uh, there's so many great relationships. Surround yourself by overachievers um, put some thought to how you want your life to be. And it's amazing how powerful your mind is. And, uh, you know, surround yourself with a team of overachievers and let them be great at what they are great at and you be great at you. And, uh, life is a pretty amazing when you, uh, when you live at half full. Absolutely. Well, you're an inspiration,
0: Scott. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate you.